First World Problems is now part of the Punk News Podcast Network, where you can check out other shows like the Punk News Podcast and Wizard's Beard. Visit punknews.org for those shows and many more, as well as all the latest news, new releases, and reviews of all your favorite bands. Check it out. We'd also like to apologize because Scott's mic is very quiet, so bear with us. Welcome to First World Problems, the podcast, episode number 19. I didn't think that we would get to 19. You say that every time. But no, seriously, like <laughs> 19 episodes, that's like 19 weeks worth of stuff and like coordination. It's a lot, especially for three people, including a guest to like get together. I'm impressed. Apparently. Congrats, guys. Cool. I, I, we appreciate you coming on, uh, John, the vocalist. For the band The Ghost Inside is our special guest. Hello, John. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan. Yes, yeah, Jonathan. Jonathan Vigil. I yeah, I don't think anybody really knows me by John. I know, and that's why, like, I everyone just calls me Vigil, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Either one works. Okay. You guys call yeah. me whatever you want. What did you write on your papers at school? I wrote Jonathan. Okay. I'm gonna call you Jonathan then. That works. Yeah. That works fine for me. Whatever your mom calls. And, <laughs> and with me, as always, is uh, the two illustrious co-hosts, Mr. Scott Arnold. Salutations. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And Mr. Joey Cahill. Hello. Hello. You always sound so excited. Yay. Hello. I guess I guess we're doing this. <sighs> uh, and we're doing this in our new studio that uh, First World Problems funded. Uh, that bought Joey's house. So, uh, house studio. Yeah, house studio. So we really appreciate all of the uh, donations we got and all the sponsorships through, was it Starbucks, Apple? Pepsi today. Pepsi today. Don't tell, Don't tell Chris. Dial yeah. Yes, <laughs> dial A W. Yeah, yeah. So we really appreciate all the corporate sponsors uh, finally stepping up and uh, buying us a house. It's about, it's about time. I know. Yeah. After 19 yeah. episodes, and it came with two dogs, so it's exciting. <laughs> what about that Blu-ray collection? Came with the Blu-ray. <laughs> it was basically just a move-in. It just walked right in, and happened to have a lot of good records and movies. And <laughs> Spectacular. Um, four stories. Four stories. Oh, four stories. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, this is a, our first. I think LA recording ever. Sure, I think so. Yeah, it's all before. It's all Orange County. We've done it mostly at my house. Sweet, done yeah. some Skype. They did first world problems. Didn't fund my house, unfortunately. Sorry, Ray. I know it's okay. At least one of us reaps the benefits of it. We started this way too late for you. <laughs> it's very true. Um, so yeah, let's just go ahead and dive into the uh, quick hit section. Uh, we don't really have any uh, any business to attend to um, that isn't already described at the beginning of the show. Unless Scott, you you have uh, business ideas you'd like to uh, present to the uh, podcast world? Not yet. No. Can you get a coaster? Yeah, I need Christ. <laughs> you don't have a coaster. Well, look at his. I'm oh, sorry. Sure. Where the <laughs> coasters live? <laughs> on, on the table. Continue We're... talking. You always make it easy for me to edit this stuff out later. Leave it in. <laughs> People like this part. People. Scott and Joey. Scott and Joey are now roommates too. That adds for another layer of, of funniness. Joey has been working out. Pretty good. Scott? Pretty good. It's cute. We don't, so, we don't see each other very often. We probably see each other less now than we did before. Well that's not true. Yeah. It it happens. Scott, we share a room. <laughs> you sh- you share a bed. <laughs> Every morning I wake up looking at Joey. <laughs> Be Braiding his chest hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ray, so, what is your quick hit? My quick hit. Oh, actually, I, you know, I need to. I need to pull this up. I wasn't prepared. I apologize. Jesus. I know. Sorry, John. Uh, it's right. okay. We're, we're we try to be professional. All right. My quick hit is a book I read from Justin Pearson. I think we should. 
I know. I read a book. Yes, I finished a book. I'm, I'm proud of myself. Justin, Justin Pearson? Justin Pearson. You, you read the one with the duct tape all over it? Yes. Uh, Justin Pearson uh, wrote a book called From the Graveyard of the Arousal Industry. Uh, yes. This is the dude who is the vocalist for The Locust, Some Girls, like 500 million other bands. Also more recently known. Uh, well, he's doing a band now called Retox, which oh. is basically exactly like Locust except with no keyboards. Did you ever like the Locust, John? I never got into the Locust. No, they, did, they, didn't, they didn't make their way to El Segundo Teen Center? No, they didn't make their way to the Teen Center. <laughs> uh, I saw them a couple of times. They're entertaining live, but I, I just, it was never really my style of music. What's up with doing another record? Um, the Fake Swing, Quit, Swing Kids Band. Fake Swing Kids Band? It's like some, it's, it's Swing Kids, but they're called as something else, and it just says perform the songs of Swing Kids. Oh, yeah. oh I don't remember that. They just played in San Diego, and they did, they played, they did a uh, European tour. Oh, really? But it's essentially just Swing Kids. Interesting. With Justin singing? I believe so. Oh, I don't weird. know. Maybe that's... I don't know anything about it. I don't know anything. I didn't hear about it. I'm out of the loop. It's some, like, I really like Swing Kids. Great band. Yeah. Yeah. That, I was introduced to... I, the only reason I listened to them was because Eric Allen from Unbroken played with them. So, anyways. So, Justin Pearson wrote this book, um, and I got it recommended to me through Keith Barney from uh, One Throwdown, 18 Visions, every other Orange County band fame. Um it's just basically it's like an autobiography. Autobiography. I don't know why that word was tough, word. tough for me to spit out. Um, he basically just talks about his experience with the locust and like his life because he had a pretty messed up childhood as far as you know. It was like dad was drunk and his mom I don't know was absent a lot of the times. But the chapters are literally like four pages, five pages. It basically, it's like, like a locust, locust song. song. <laughs> you beat me to the punch. Um, yeah, so they're very short, super easy to read. I honestly read the entire book in like a day and a half. Three when G put it out? Uh, no, some random, um, some random publishing company. Uh, it's an actual book, and I bought it is on it, the like Apple iBook store, which heart, is even not more, Heartworm. Uh, it's not Heartworm, no. Weird. I know. So it was my, my first go to. I know. I I figured that some punk publishing agency would be involved, but um, they weren't. So, uh, but yeah, so it was honestly super good read. Even if you like don't care about the locust at all, it's still like funny tour stories. And, um, I could tell he's like trying to make this appealing to people that have like no context for punk or hardcore, but, uh, I don't see how anybody could like just read the book. Like, Oh, this is a a light summer read. Like I'm going to read this instead of like the help or something like that. Um, because there's no way that... You know, Good reference. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's very, very topical. Very, yeah. Um, We're really dating ourselves with this episode. <laughs> it's okay. Well, that book will be popular for years. Um, Did you know they made it into a movie also? I saw the movie mm-hmm. this weekend. It was very emotional. I wasn't prepared for it. Here's what bothers me. Did you cry? I did. Here's what, here's what, bo- <laughs> here's what bothers me, though. I feel, I feel like that should be nonfiction, and finding out it's fiction just kind of... Yeah. It's... Honestly, the story reminded me as far as like the inventiveness, like it was like kind of like Wicked, where it's like it takes a story. Yeah, this hopefully this will be picking up on audio. <laughs> it's just Emma chewing on her dino. Em, yeah, <laughs> um, it was like Wicked, where it's like it's a story that you know as far as like the racial tensions of the '60s for the help. Um, I'm saying they, there's what racial tensions? No, no, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying where it's like it's a story you know, but then they just twist it on its head. So. But anyways, I'm not reviewing the help. I cried over it. I'm sorry, Scott. Well, seriously, when was the last time you cried, Scott? Like you, like right, when two- was the last time you didn't cry? Uh, Bam! Oh, wow. Oh. Well, it was over the weekend, and then before that, 
Uh, it may, it'd been a few weeks, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, I'm emotional. I cried when I played. I don't know if you're familiar I, with that. Oh, I do remember. And then Juan stole your idea. <laughs> and uh, and one-upped it by throwing a drumstick at a, bro- at a window and broke it. <laughs> In Nashville. Oh, very true. Uh, so, Scott, was the last time you cried? Honest, like, really... Really cried, like I can't remember. Like I, it's an issue. I mean, ask Jen about it. We talk about it. Yeah, you know, pillow talk. Right. Topic of discussion. Like before you go to bed every night. <laughs> or do you just sit there, Joey, and try to make him cry? I just punch him. Like, I've since broken bones, and still I can't cry. Really? Yeah. It's a machine. Uh, well, yeah. Heartless. Yeah. That, yeah. That's I back very. Rush people. I back it. <laughs> maybe, maybe I think you should like start a jur- like, journal about it. My dog that recently died. Right. I actively tried to cry. Right. Was, you were going. <laughs> I was like, I was choked up, but it, tears I, never I came. I couldn't push myself over. Maybe because <laughs> my parents forced me to the daycare when I was a little kid. That's probably why. Yeah. And your parents also force you. I mean, sorry, John. I know that you're a hockey fan, and Scott was a all-star goalie in the Orange County leagues. Uh, it was a national league. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, but and your parents force you to play hockey as opposed to basketball, which clearly you're more suited to since you're nine foot five. Absolutely. <laughs> or does it? I mean, because John, you do you do you currently like try to play hockey like yeah. as much as you can? Yeah, I play in a league when I'm home. Oh, you do yeah. ice hockey. Mm-hmm. What what position do you play? I play uh, left wing. Okay, is that considered a striker? I'm just kidding. That's soccer. I know. Um, so, anyways, that's uh, the book I recommend. <laughs> Circling back, what was it called? Because I uh, forgot. From the graveyard of the arousal industry. It's like ten bucks on the iBook store, or you can probably find it at whatever bookstores are left. Joey, what's up? How about how about your quick hit? What do you got? Two two quick ones. Okay. One minor. One. One very. W- would big. it be Emma playing with her toy underneath the desk? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> the first one is the excitement of hearing about Scott's um, master cleansy starting. Um, and seeing how long he actually lasts. Okay. Uh, no, I want to get some in though. John, do you know what a master cleanse is? Or have uh, you, you heard of it maybe? Yeah. It, Scott, could you please educate John? I don't know much about it. <laughs> <laughs> but is, it's starting, is, it's starting soon. So this should be good. Which is part of the problem. Um, and, uh, and also regarding Scott's master cleanse is he's given up coffee for the last, for the next five years. So I want to see how long that lasts. Currently, four days sober, the headaches are starting to trail off. <laughs> and I want you, I've gone through the dark side. He's quit coffee more than anyone I know. He'll, usually, I don't get through it. You don't get through a day. So, four days is really impressive, Scott, but I don't think you'll last five years. <laughs> five years is a long commitment. September 8th. 2016. You get the date wrong every time. It was the 9th. Okay, September 9th. Yeah, but think about the rush you're going to get in that first cup of coffee yeah, back after yeah. five years. I know. <laughs> your, blo- your blood well, will be so pure. It doesn't matter because we won't be here, Scott. <laughs> Yeah, the world's going to end soon. Yeah. yeah, it is. Next year? You should just basically mark it to the, the end of times. And then like as you're going, as the world is ending and as you're going out. Shoot up heroin. To, or, I mean, drink coffee. <laughs> Maybe do both at the same PCP. time. PCP. Okay. You can fly. Scott, tell, tell everybody the contents of what you drink with the Master Cleanse. I'm not entirely sure. Jesus I Christ. I purchased something on Amazon that had cayenne pepper, um, lemon, lemon juice. juice, $50 maple syrup. Expensive lemons that you put in the lemon juice, and you couldn't go to the store and buy this stuff. You had to buy it online. (laughs) (laughs) How much can you can you reveal? White people, probably. 
problem. Uh, yeah, this is a first world problem. I need to do a cleanse, but I don't want to buy the item separately. How much did the kit cost you? Oh, is it? Did you each? Did you and did you and Chris each buy one? Yeah, that's food for ten days. And food, food, food yeah. is used very loosely. <laughs> we have one other guy. Who? Uh, Derek. I don't know Chris who that is. Publicist. Okay. So he is going to be our East Coast guy. So how long are you supposed to be on this diet for? Minimum ten days, but I'm going to get all my money's worth. That's going to be so terrible. <laughs> yeah, you're. I, you, I, do you know how bad it's? I've. Had people that have, or know people who've done the cleanse and I've tried the drink, you're not gonna make it. It is the worst thing you will ever put in your mouth. Your money where your mouth is. I can, next next episode we will obviously have an update. Yeah. And yeah. Actually, this this is what it's gonna be: Joey and I talking and our guests talking, and then Scott like, Shaking. "Fuck you, <laughs> shut up, don't ask me any questions." Well, Scott, good luck to you. Thank you. You're welcome. How, wait, I, you, wait, I'm not done with my quick hit. Uh, yeah. Um, but I had another question for you. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. How much money, um, what, what, even, I mean, gambling's illegal, so I don't want to put money down. But if I were to put money down, what, um, what's the minimum and what are the, the stakes? Do you choose a day that you're going to, you're going to fail? Yeah, that's how it's working right now. There's a wall. There's a pool for it? Yeah. And then Chris <laughs> what's the over under? <laughs> that's what I want to know. I don't know. Dude, how do I win? I don't know. We're going to. What? So I'm going to give you money and then I. No, the, the rules will be solidified in the next few days. Okay. Um, Chris and I are each doing something where every day we put in $20. And then That's great that you're money. made of money recently, Scott. Chris and I each put $20 in every day. That's a lot of money. To the 10 days. So we're looking at... Bucks. Yeah. It's a lot of money. I, I know. And then if any of us break, we get all the money. Okay. Who Wait, whoever makes it longer? Yeah, so if Chris fails on the 6th, Day. Will you just quit the next day? Yeah, but I get all the money that's been put in. It's um, it's really cute. Scott always has to look at who he's talking to rather than talking to the but mic. But watch this. So I know. <laughs> hey, Scott. <laughs> that's that's actually a good way to keep each other honest about it. Yeah, and then if we both make it, we're both millionaires. Free and clear. Yeah, you both get two hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so did you give up coffee for this diet? Uh, I give up coffee about every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> It's honestly a it's weekly a constant, thing. Constant totally. Yeah. I'm an addict. It's very true. You're just trying to maintain your purity. Yeah. You're just trying to maintain your edge. What uh yeah. what's your what uh do you have a like a place you go to to drink coffee or you just make your own or Well, funny you should mention that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Starbucks, but I do tend to spend five to ten dollars a day there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just recently uh learned that they have like a rewards program. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Huge. Like I uh, registered my card on my iPhone, so I just pay with my iPhone now. Don't you feel like I feel like I'm in the future? Yeah, I told it, people still like when I do that at the stores. There are people that are usually behind they're, me are just their like minds blown, right? Would you just do? Yeah. Show me how to do that. Yeah. I charge them like five, but no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm like yeah, I'll show you if you buy me a drink. Yeah. The, the trick is I drink iced coffee. Yeah, me too. Get refills. Hey, that's me. That's Look. me. I became addicted on our, our last tour. Oh really? Because the load-ins were like at like eleven in the morning, and we'd have to drive overnight every every night. Oh, so we would wake up in the van and be like, "Well, uh, gotta get some coffee, I guess." Start today. So, <laughs> I guess I gotta get some yeah, coffee. Dude. Hey, I I never really drank it before. I yeah. just drink it like occasionally, and now I'm like, you love it. Can't wake up until I drink it. I know. I feel your pain, man. I think it's like anything where if you get on that that much caffeine a day, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. You're just like, 
I can't, I still can't touch the substance. I just can't drink. I just don't like the taste of it. I, even though I feel like I need to be an adult. And I like, recommend fufu drinks, like me. I know, I know. Um, well, I drink a mo. I, I have a mocha, which is you know chocolate. And yeah, it's not very. It's got shots of espresso. So it's sugar with a little bit of coffee. Pr- taste. Pretty much, <laughs> but and I still taste it, and it's still kind of like, especially when it's like freshly made. I'm like, ooh, there was that shot. Uh, like, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, no, I don't. I wish I could. I'm not. I'm not man enough for that. No, I can't. <laughs> Maybe it gives, me, it gives me the chills every time I. Take yeah, a, our guitar take a player uh, is like super into coffee, and he gets to the point now where he has to get an iced americano with an extra shot. Yeah. So it's four shots of espresso. Holy crap! And just a black, yeah, black drink. <laughs> it looks like tar. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, you're gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. He loves it. While you're playing, you're going to have a heart attack. Make for a great show. Yeah, yeah it probably would. Also, give a shout out to Starbucks, the sponsor of the yeah. First World Problems podcast. They, they've, they've, they've sponsored a few episodes. They haven't the committed a hundred percent, but they've. Uh... <laughs> no, we don't need them. That's true. It's true. I'll take them. All right. So, what, what's your other uh, quick hit? Oh, uh, football's back, and it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm very excited. Yeah. Sundays are my favorite day of the week. Sometimes Thursdays and Mondays. <laughs> Basically, whenever there's a game. Yes. Who's your team? Uh, the problem is, I don't really have a team. Yeah, I just like. I want LA to get a team so bad because unless it's the Raiders, I will jump in, you know, feet first and yeah. I will back them. But yeah, so now I just kind of you just a, want you want the Rams back? No, I don't <laughs> know. I heard for a while we might be getting Jacksonville. I've, I've heard, heard Jacksonville. I've heard Carolina. I've heard Minnesota. I've heard the Raiders. I've heard Buffalo. I as long as it's not the Raiders, I don't care. Absolutely. Um, See, I'm a, I'm a big fan of uh, hometown. Pride when it comes to sports. So it's really tough for me to back a team. Like, exactly. yeah, and you, everyone's you, like, well, just like the Chargers, but I don't live in San Diego. I'm the same way, same exact way. So yeah, you, you teams, back. I, I've, John is a very, you're a very staunch supporter of Los hometown Angeles teams. Sports, there, yeah. What? <laughs> he's a big, he's a big LA Galaxy I, fan too. I mean, to be honest, two, I was gonna, I was trying to go to a game when I was home, but uh, I couldn't. You I, couldn't get a hold of Beckham. Yeah, yeah. I tried calling him. I was like. Bex, what's up, dude? Give me some tickets. He's like, <laughs> Bex. The, there's teams I enjoy and that I follow, but that I don't 100 percent behind. I, uh, I mean, not obviously not because of what he did off mm. the field, but sure. I'm a big Michael Vick fan. I think he's a great player. He's very exciting to watch. Yeah. yeah. Don't tell Ray. <laughs> no. Ray works. Ray yeah. works for Peta, so yeah. he's going to probably lecture you once we're off mic. Uh-huh. But yeah, no, I, I, John, we are no longer friends. No, I'm just yeah. I, I, I gave the you know the preface. Yeah, I know. You're, you're appropriate. I mean, actually, when it comes to football, I there's more just teams that I hate that I enjoy rooting against. Yeah. I'm the, yeah so as awesome. long as the Cowboys lose <laughs> and the Raiders lose <laughs> and the Patriots lose, yeah. which doesn't happen often, but you know, it's, then it's a good day in football. Then it's just it's exciting. Okay. Sure. Patriots are kind of like the New York Yankees of football, right? Yeah, yeah. kind of. They just always win. Team, yeah. Yeah. Like, team it. you have to hate. Yeah, unless you're from. Are you no. If I don't trust anyone that lives outside of New England that likes the Patriots, unless they're from there and they moved here. Okay. Like someone Did downstairs. Did you see Tom Brady's hair, too? Yeah. It's like no, a, par- a middle part. Hard like, down the middle. <laughs> like, come on. Man. Get a haircut, dude. You make enough money to get a haircut. Dude. He's got a tough life. Yeah. He does. He's doing UGG commercials. It's rough. Ooh, that is rough. It's rough. Anytime, anytime you see athletes doing something that's like outside of like a giant sponsor or like, yeah, UGG. Like, why would you ever align yourself with UGG boots? And Hopefully they gear? just gave him a 
buttload of money. Enough for him to live and his kids oh. and his grandkids to live for years. Hopefully. Oh, wait, his contracts in football yeah, will do true. that for him. That's true. Did you watch the Patriots game yesterday? I watched some of it. I had a softball game. Oh, where was uh, Cinco at the whole time? Running around, not getting balls thrown to him. He was, I think he was worried about his reality programs. And, and his Twitter. Yeah, for sure. He needed to be live tweeting the event. Um, yeah. Cool. Those are, those so are I'm excited. Uh, John, yep. what what would your quick hit be? Because hmm. obviously, as you can tell, this is very quick. <laughs> Since we're 20 minutes into this, this show, should be called quick tangents. Because... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, I was a big I'm a big hockey fan. So okay. uh, I uh, when I got home from tour, I went on the PlayStation Network and oh. saw the NHL 12 demo. Oh, so I downloaded okay. that. I've been playing that. So nice. my quick hit is NHL 12. Demo you're you're comes you're, out. you're you're a you're a pretty big gamer, yeah. Or you you have your select games that you enjoy. Yeah, I'm. You I mean I grew up playing like serious games, like role playing games, like Final Fantasy, like three, Final Fantasy seven. Sure, good games, stuff like that. And Why then, three and seven? Or they, I know just, nothing about Final just, Fantasy. They were just the crit, well, they were just the critical time in my life, and there was wow. no in between. It was three in America was six. In like Japan uh, and stuff. Gotcha. So yeah. seven was the next game that came out. It was the first one for PlayStation. Gotcha. After Super Nintendo, and yeah. those were like the two games that I played the most. And then um, I never understood those. I don't know. Final I, Fantasies. Yeah, it's like you just like walk around and there's no like action. Or well, see, I always told anyone that like looked at me was like, "What? What is this? It's like it reminds me of like an in, kind of an interactive book, I guess. It's yeah, fantasy. It's book. Like choose your own adventure. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I was big into, into those games, and now. Everyone's like all into first person shooters, like you know mm-hmm. Call of Duty and stuff, and uh, it's never been my cup of tea. Sure, Halo, Halo One, me and my friends played with played a lot. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I was never really big into those. So just like sports games now, primarily. Sports games are, are just they're always fun. They're yeah. always they're they're quick. You yep. don't have to invest a lot of time. It's like oh, let's play Madden real quick. Let's play NHL. I'm currently four and on my Madden season. Yeah, see? It's very yeah. I'm killing it. Go That's Lions! Cool. Go Lions! <laughs> <laughs> I just beat uh, Portal Two. Oh, yeah. And it was one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah? I loved it. That's awesome. It was so much fun. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you as far as investing time into games. Like, I just, like, I, I'm playing NBA Jam. Love NBA Jam. Yeah. And it's, like, because I can spend 10 to 15 minutes, get in, get out, and still, like, enjoy the gaming experience. Exactly, exactly. Because, yeah, it's just tough to dedicate. Like, I mean, Portal 2 looks awesome, and watching you play it the other night was, like, that looks fun, but I'm, like, God, But, see, it's just, cool because each level is short enough where you, you could just do, do one quick level yeah and then save it and then because it saves every time okay highly recommend it all right you can borrow it if you want I, 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 may, I may take you up on that offer all right cool nhl 12 demo we like that when does it come out do you know the game comes out uh i don't know i'm pretty didn't research it too much <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like i'm just in i'm yeah, in when it does just, come out yeah i just like playing the third period it... the third period of the vancouver bruins <laughs> that's the only one my addicts i just like playing that nice awesome cool you get, have you given your quick hit, Scott? I have not. Okay. <clears throat> Knock out of the park. You're the closer. Um, sky high jumping in Costa Mesa, California, among other locations. is a warehouse full of trampolines where you and your friends can go and jump. Celebrate birthday parties. Celebrate birthday parties. Hanukkah. <laughs> Hanukkah? I, yeah, I guess Christmas holidays could be. Um, last night we went and played dodgeball. Got creamed by like 14 year olds. <laughs> it was amazing. What are you looking at me for? Do uh, were there rules like could you hit people in the face? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I got hit in the face. Cool. Yeah, it stung a little bit. Yeah, yeah he did too. Do they have a foam pit there? They do. 
It, it I heard was, it's a sweat pit. Foam pit sounds fun, but let me tell you. It's hard to get out, right? It's really hard to get. Basically, yeah. it's fun. Like, you think it... I mean, it is fun, but it just takes a lot of effort to get out. Yeah, no. Uh, my friend, uh, she used to work at, like, a uh, like a gym. Oh, okay. The gymnasium. And, uh, yeah, she would, like, have, like, free time. Like, the two hours of just, like, anybody could come. Mm-hmm. I mean, she'd get us in for free, and they have, like, you know, those crazy, like, super bouncy trampolines. Oh, and, sure. Like, you can do like five flips. Yeah, stuff. they had the rings where you can like, oh yeah, yeah, hold yourself up. We would just like make games out of them, like <laughs> jump on the rings, swing, <laughs> and land on the <laughs> or something. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Scott and I have done it twice now, including the dodgeball tournament we played in last night. I have not been invited to any of these things. So not not true. You've been invited Look to. Up. You've been invited to Scott's birthday, oh. and you were invited to oh, the yeah. dodgeball league. I did not attend. Call, called out on the air. I know. <laughs> very true. But yeah. It's, I know it's okay. That's what good friends poor are timing. for. It's poor timing. <laughs> you told me like whatever, Scott. You guys can hash this out later on tonight. <laughs> it's in. I make myself busy. It's in March. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You busy that day? I'm busy. <laughs> All right. Well, that will conclude our quick hit section, which is extremely quick these days. Only half an hour into the show. <laughs> Um, and then now we'll move into the uh, roundtable media, what we've been listening to, watching, consuming. Scott, do you want to start with some uh, records you've been listening to recently? Um, <clears throat> sure. Okay. What do you got? James Blake. You really like James Blake? I really like James Blake. Okay. Shout out to Joey and he didn't think it was music. <laughs> it sounded like... <laughs> he thought it was skipping. <laughs> it sounded like someone took a record and was like, yep, yep, yep. And it was slowly moving along, but... He's, he's like, insanely popular in the UK, yeah? Yeah. I don't know much about him. If, know. Oh, my God. That's I know, so weird, weird of you talking with something you know and nothing about. John, some background, too. Scott r- brings records to the table that, like, he literally has no other information on. Besides the fact that he heard a few songs and he enjoys it. He listened to it on audio and... He's, he's basically, you're, like, an average radio consumer. Yes. For obscure music. <laughs> yeah, James Blake, I don't think, is very obscure. Good point. Yeah. Well... He's on the radio. Uh, I don't think he's on the radio here. But he's like total like hipster trash. No offense yeah. to the hipsters out there. Sorry, James. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, they all love that shit. Joey, maybe on Monday you and I can go to the Greek theater. Oh, so he's you know pretty pretty small, but playing in the fucking Greek. Let <laughs> me clarify. I'm busy. Have you ever, John? Have you ever heard James Blake? I haven't. No. Okay. <sighs> Just calm down. Uh, yeah, I don't like James Blake. It's terrible. <laughs> I just can't get into it. I even went like he did a collaboration with an artist who I'm because he who Bonnie Vare. Okay, he did a collaboration that's like one of my favorite records of the year, um, and I listened to it and I was like, all right, I'll give James Blake like you know benefit of the doubt, and it's terrible. terrible. He ruined. It's the music <laughs> box. Oh, the Henry Fonda. Not quite the Greek. Yeah, that's a little smaller. It's, that's a little more reasonable. Sorry. Um, but no, I'm he's still playing. Busy. He's playing coos. <laughs> um, Ray. Yes. Wait. What? Hold on. He did a collaboration with Bonnie Vera. Oh, I was gonna say we should play some here. So James Blake. Yeah, yeah. So people can hear how terrible it is. All right, here it is. Sorry, Scott. You're the only person that likes James Blake. Okay. What else you got? The Rapture. Give me record. 
Um, when was the last record they released? 2006. It's so okay. weird that a band put a record on a major label and then are back on the label they were on. Before. I know. They would have thought. <laughs> Never happens like that. <laughs> Especially no from the... Inside. Espe- coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would you... John, would you guys ever sign to a major? Like if... Uh, I'm trying to think of what... What? Credible major there would be. Who's Rise Against on now? Geff? No, like Geffen. Ge- Geffen? Yeah. Like if Geffen came calling, would you be uh Absolutely. The only reason I'm even in a band is to get a major label record contract and make millions of dollars. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, that's why you're playing hardcore. <laughs> exactly. Or actually, yeah, this, is a, this is a good question. Is, is the word uh, metalcore, like obviously I would use the word metalcore to describe what Ghost Inside yeah. does. Absolutely. Is that word still used with uh, the quote-unquote kids these days? From you know what, what you've noticed. You know what? I don't think so. Okay. I think it's kind of uh, the seems, whole metalcore genre is just kind of... It seems, To me, it seems like metalcore is now deathcore. Yeah. Like right. Whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. Is. Like, would people like do... Because, I mean, I don't see anybody reference you guys as like deathcore, but people just essentially call you like a hardcore band. I think, I think the reason why they call us a hardcore band is because of... Uh, because of... I mean, not to toot my horn, but because of the lyrics. Sure. And you have good jumps on stage. And we, yeah, I mean, and obviously, <laughs> have, you know, time jumps and right. stage moves, <laughs> crab core, you know. Of course. No, but uh, I mean, I think, I think we're we're just like a heavy, heavier comeback in. I yeah, guess. sure, which sure. Is a big influence for us. Sure. And I feel like, I mean, people will call it whatever they want to call it. Yeah. But as metalcore as like a genre, I don't think is even around anymore. I don't think people call like. Yeah. I, I've never heard the term metalcore and like. I know. Like, I mean, bands like... Devil Wars Prada, August Burns Red, yeah, like, like, all that type I of stuff. I've known, I don't think, in, don't, not referred to as metalcore, but I do just because growing up yeah, yeah that's when what we was. did, it's like, yeah. they're I mean, a metalcore band. I mean, August Burns Red is essentially Unearthed 2.0. Yeah. And Unearthed was clearly metalcore when they started. And I mean, obviously they transitioned more into the mainstream metal, but yeah, I just, I was interested to you know see, obviously, you living in the world now of where you're touring with bands that essentially could have been re- referred to that as one point or another. Yeah. So, um, I don't even know where that we were talking about the rapture. Oh yeah. The ra- ra- rapture <laughs> Me- metalcore giants, the rapture. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, Scott, we talked about the circuit the other day. Yeah. Um, My and comments were there, were there were two good songs. I'm going to up that to three. Up that to three. Cause every review I've read for this record has been terrible. I never liked this band. Yeah, I got like a seven on I don't give a shit about Pitchfork. Okay. Everything Pitchfork <laughs> says, I disagree with. Everything. Is it, so you're recommending the record off of three songs? Is that what, how I'm getting yeah, this right? They're, they're, oh, they're, they're bangers. They're, they're real barn burners. I'm willing to share right now. Anything else you got, Scott? No. All right. Um, John, what have you... Uh, do you find yourself... Because I always remember on tour myself, I never found myself listening to, obviously, anything that was similar to like what I was on tour with or like what I, I was involved with at the time. Mm-hmm. It was always like the polar opposite. Like, I, you know, like, minus the bear. Like, that was a huge thing. We yeah. Like, everybody would listen to because it was like... All right. Do we Not want hardcore? Yeah, it's highly, like highly refined pirates. Yeah, spectacular. Yeah. Great record. Um, so, like, what do you, what do you find yourself listening to since you do spend? I mean, 
Are you gone like nine months out of the year? Pretty much. You tour a lot. Yeah, we tour a lot. Um, yeah, I don't. You know what? Growing up listening to so much like heavy music and playing in like a heavy band and going on tour with heavy bands, it's like it's pretty much the last thing I want to listen to when I when I at the end of the day. You know, sure. when I sit down in a van for. Six right. hours, I'm not going to like, yeah, let's put on... Right. You know? This band we're on tour with. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. Um, you got to learn the words so you can mosh every night. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I listen to a lot of like... Uh, I've always been a fan of like popular punk music. Okay. You know, like uh, real just catchy choruses and like, like stuff. I think my I like favorite... We have a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite uh, word to describe those type of bands now is uh, easy core. Easy core. I want to... S- Slap whoever came, whoever came. Newfound Glory. I mean, there was a Newfound sure, Glory yeah, shirt from shirt. years ago. I, I, that said easy and, core. and that was obviously like tongue in cheek. Like, yeah, like haha, not hardcore or easy core. Right and now, it's like a thing. It's a genre. Yeah. And it, yeah. So it's like, I mean, way, I guess pre-order the Newfound Glory seven inch at <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, anyway, yeah. That I mean, that makes sense as far as the uh, you wanting to listen to something that doesn't sound like anything of what you're on tour with. What are some? Uh, yeah. What's some bands? What are some bands? Like? Um. There's this band uh, from the UK uh, called Lower Than Atlantis. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, I, thought they, I thought they were heavier. They, you know, they used to be kind of thrashier. Okay, but like, like he had like a grittier voice, but then like the new record, he like cleaned up and like just sings like. Oh, okay. Kind of screaming, it's like real good, catchy, fun music, you know. Nice. And uh, yeah, stuff like that. There's this band. Um, I mean, it's not as it's not as soft. It's a little a little faster. But there's this band that I just got into that I. Didn't even know about that. I found on the internet called Fact. Oh yeah, yeah, Japanese, from Japan. Oh, Japanese like was that, uh, that was the record that on Vagrant that I recommended to you. That was like it's super good, dude. Yeah, in the blink of an eye, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. they they had a record that came out even before that. Like, uh, it was just like a self titled record. Mm-hmm. It has like a, a mask on the cover. Yeah. Um, and I just remember because they were looking for like when I, this is when I was working at Century Media, they were looking for like licensing partners, and they sent they sent us that record, and it was kind of like. When you first listen to it, you're just like, holy fuck. Like, everything but the kitchen sink is thrown in there. Yeah. You're just like, what are you trying to do? And then, like, on the second listen, you're just like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it sounds like a, a punk band with, like, a little metal influence and with Tom DeLonge singing. It, yeah. That's what it just reminds me of. Yeah. No, totally. They're, just, they're, I mean, insanely talented. I saw them play once in Japan, and it was like, they, they backed it up. I mean... The vocalist definitely had some uh, assistance on the vocals. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because he's hitting like notes. So that, does Ronnie. Yeah, That's it's all true. I'm <laughs> he's hitting notes that humans aren't meant to hit. But regardless of if they use a backing track or not, like, still super talented. But yeah, that's a good band. It's a good, good listen. Yeah. Yeah, good call. Cool. Yeah, that's my. Uh... Those are your oral pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> I know. God damn it, Ray. A U R A L. Oral. Yes, okay. not well, oral. You went oral. Sorry. Oral. <laughs> um, I'm going to go, Joey. Please. I'm going to preempt you. Please. You were looking like you were going to dive in. No, no. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, got into this band called Active Child. Uh, they put out a record called You Are All I See. Because, I, I mean, I definitely find myself like totally fitting a stereotype that, uh, you know, a lot of hardcore kids whatever the 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 idea that you know when you're younger like john was saying where it's like you obviously you're surrounded with a bunch of heavy stuff like the last thing you want to listen to uh is you know more heavy stuff even though obviously i don't tour and don't go to as many shows as i used to 
the idea of me like you know like hey i'm driving around with my wife and my kid like dude let's toss in this record like let's how about disembod i mean whatever yeah. just <laughs> so it's like i i find myself listening to softer stuff but still like really enjoying you know in my own private time which that sounds a little dirty but <laughs> in my own private time in my own room with your I'm, oral pleasures right. <laughs> uh listening to heavier stuff but anyway so active child uh record just came out on vagrant it's just a dude um lives in la and like creates this sort of it's not dancey but you could easily see it being played in like a gap commercial so you or, just da- you just play in a room by yourself and just dance pretty much just you just take off my shirt and just start you know spinning it over my head and everything so is, he, show? is he actually an active child or is he he, I, he, he an active adult now? He, that's true he's probably yeah it's not it's self-referential at some point because he's he's an adult um but yeah the record's awesome it's just uh it's really it's very catchy and it has a lot of electronic elements to it um but the dude just has an amazing voice um and so basically everybody that i've told to check out this band has come back to me and been like, this is really good. And that doesn't always happen. Like, you know, when you, no, you have terrible taste, terrible taste, <clears throat> but no, like when you find a band and you're like sharing it with your friends and you know, usually there's some people who are like, ah, like I'm not that into it. Um, but this, yeah, this record has been, everyone's liked it across the board. Like Scott, when I recommended it to you. Sorry, Scott's not paying attention. He's doing work for, uh, someone else right now yeah weird how about you put down your computer or he's just a huge fan of we are the in crowd (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah that record i've been listening to a lot of and then another super this got me really excited because uh i don't find myself tripping on like bands that i've like i I don't find myself tripping on acid as much as i used to (laughs) um i don't find myself tripping on bands that like i've like literally never heard of before. Like we're just like, where did you come from? I have no frame of reference. Like, I don't know your record label. I don't like, I don't know anything about them. And I just happened to, it's a band called Celeste from France. Um, and they, they have like three full lengths, like two EPs. Like, I don't know how long they've existed. I don't know why they have so many records out, but, um, it's like, basically it's what Hydrahead was doing in like the late 90s early 2000s where it's like it's heavy it's mathy but then it has a lot of elements of like bands like explosions in the sky where it's like quiet instrumental parts it's like super moody but just really really heavy so it's listenable as opposed to most of the things that hydra is putting out now oh complete 100 um yeah so it's just like it's across the board just like really really interesting and yeah it just kind of blew my mind because it's a french band and you just again where did this come from i have no idea how did you hear about it i I think i found out about it through like a random distro website like it was you know whatever i subscribed to a bunch of email lists Mm -hmm. and it was like it was referenced to it from this and it was like oh we distro records from this band now and then uh yeah the, the band's really hard to find online so uh i wish i could reference you a website but they have basically they have all their records streaming and downloadable for free so that's also pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah, Fantastic. it's heavy and it's enjoyable. So, Very cool. What do you got, Joey? Two records. Um, the first is uh, the EP from Crosses, which is Chino from the Deftones and Sean from Far. Um, I don't even really know how to – I don't want to say it's – it's not dancey. I mean, I guess it's 
have you listened to it? Yeah, is I, it like it's like electronic, but not like dancey. Yeah, I feel like it's like it, it's basically just like a more uh, amped up and catchy version of like Team Sleep, which I didn't like. Okay, so I don't really remember it. But yeah, I can see where that yeah. Team Sleep was like basically like Chino's tribute to Portishead, whereas this like this is definitely more like hey, I realize this might have been like you could see Sean Lopez from far being like we got to make this a little catchy, like a little yeah. more memorable maybe. And Whereas Chino still kind of went on the electronic route. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's unbelievable. I listen to it, like, I mean, it's only five songs, and it's just, I just keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it. Um, the first song is called This Is a Trick, and it's maybe going to be one of my favorite songs of the year. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I highly recommend it. Yeah, it's for, right. for anyone, I mean, if you like the Deftones, I, you might like it. If, um, if you only like heavy stuff, who knows? But I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I got to chime in on this. This is a, definitely a good EP. I've heard it. It's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I'm a huge Deftones fan. And to hear this, to have Chino do something you know different, yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah. I just love it. And they put it out for free. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. that's awesome. Um, hopefully there's more. I mean, it's called EP1, so one could think that there'll be an EP2. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, highly recommended. Let's listen to a little bit of it. So yeah, crosses. Um, find it; it's free. Um, the other record I would like to recommend is the new record from the Mariachi El Bronx. Holy Ooh. shit! It is. Yeah, holy shit! This record is unbelievable. Um, it's the Bronx doing mariachi, but incredibly catchy, and I don't even know. I mean, it's the fact that it's on Dave Matthews' label makes me a little mad, but that's. <laughs> personal issues i have yeah um that that's your beef with dave yeah but th- <laughs> yeah if i mean it sounds like, like immediately like why would i want to listen to this the mariachi band but it's i don't know it's, well yeah it's i don't even know it's it's just it's so good how yeah how are you even a band and are like you know what we're gonna do this side project let's play mariachi music this is gonna be cool yeah we're gonna make this sweet yeah and uh, yeah and like they like I remember reading, like when they first, obviously when they first came out, it, everybody had the same reaction. Where it's just like, why would you do this? But it's like because they made it so authentic, and they hired real musicians that were, you know, Actual real Mariachi. producers. Yeah. Like they did it. They didn't do it as a joke. They took it and did it and yeah. took it serious. They didn't half-ass it. They went straight for it. Totally. And that first record was good, but this record, I mean, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and I mean, they're going on tour with the Foo Fighters. Like, right. That's awesome. Yeah, it's totally cool. I've seen them. I've seen them live twice, and they they pull it off live really? too. Is it like how many people play? I've never seen them. How many people? It's play about. Them? It's like a nine piece. I mean, they do like the full the full deal. And they um, wear the, the cor- yeah foot. They wear. I remember <laughs> uh, Makoto. We recorded our last EP at the Bronx's studio, and they had uh, like walking in there. They had all their mariachi costumes like hung up in the corner. So I was like, <laughs> and like they obviously have like multiple <laughs> ones. But we can't wear the same one every night. No, I would imagine it would be pretty gross. But I think Mariachi El Bronx is like way more popular than the Bronx now. Oh yeah, like, well, maybe not in the UK because it's true. The Bronx really made it there. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. Even, I mean, it's just it's just catchy and fun, and I don't see how anyone could not like it. It's it's really 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 easy to listen to. Yeah, 
And the vinyl looks awesome. I haven't got the vinyl yet. Oh. And the lyrics are awesome. There's one like there's one song called Forty Eight Roses and he just talks about having four eighteen roses. Forty eight roses. No, I'm looking on my iTunes right now to see. Anyways. Well he's talking well <laughs> he talks about four different lovers and how he has to give a dozen roses to each of them. That's which would which would be forty eight. But um you did your math correct. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and so I, it's just funny because he just talks about how he needs like a full-time confessional, uh, a confession booth to confess all his sins because he has four different lovers. And it's just the lyrics are so like like appropriate for this type of music. And I don't know. It's just everything about it. I the, completely agree. The vinyl is split. Uh, it's three colors. It's red, yellow, green. Oh, um, Mexican flag. Yeah. And then the labels. Yellow Mexican flag. White. I apologize. Uh Oh, thank you, Scott. Uh, and then the labels are like the Mexican flag also. It looks really good. And then the cover art's awesome. Nice. Are there any like Mexican guys in the band? Yeah. Okay. They His, have, Hispanic is the proper term, Scott. They actually have like... Uh, no, Mexico is a country in their own culture. <laughs> I'm familiar. Have you guys ever played Mexico? No, we haven't, actually. We we had a couple offers, but it just never worked in the time frame. Where, what... Territory, do you guys? Because obviously, well, have you? You've basically done multiple European tours and multiple Australian tours. Uh, you've been to Japan yet? Japan, okay. South Africa. Oh wow, oh, you did yeah. South Africa. Yeah, I did not know that. It was cool. So what? Um, what place do you guys feel that you do the best outside of the states? Um, it's hard. It's hard to say because um, we do really well in like Germany. Okay. And uh, I think the tours that we've done in Australia. Have all been ext- amazing, but we've never actually headlined there. Sure, like we did. Um, yeah, you guys are like you guys toured down there with Parkway, right? Yeah, which is obviously so small, small, small rooms. Uh, again. Yeah, six thousand people. You know, oh, fields. That's you it. Know, whatever. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Field. <laughs> We're not playing venues. You just pick out fields. No, to have, for yeah. real. We, we we like played the first couple shows. The first week of shows was in uh, uh, New Zealand. And there were like a thousand people a night, and we're like, "Oh, this is awesome! Like, this dude, first time in New Zealand, thousand people, like, we're fine. This is crazy, right?" <laughs> yeah. And we get to the first show, and it's in Brisbane. We pull up to the venue. They're like, "Oh yeah, it's cool. This venue's cool." We pull up, and it's like, "This isn't a venue. This is a, this is a goddamn field, right? Like, this, this is a field. This is a park. Like people, <laughs> people are gonna play like soccer here. This right. is a field, right?" And then, and, we, and then you play. By the time we got on stage. 6,000 people there to see Parkway Drive. We're like, wow. You're like, thank you. Yeah, we're like, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll take this crowd. Yeah. We'll, we'll play in yeah, front of thanks, it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so, it's, yeah, like you said, it's tough to gauge how popular you are until, like, you obviously do a true yeah, headliner. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, we always do really well over there. The tours have done, so I, I don't know. Yeah. How was South Africa? It was cool. It was good. The, the shows, um, everyone there was just really stoked to be there. Like, everyone there was obviously knew about the ghost inside no one was like oh i think i'm gonna go to this hardcore for right. night, you know <laughs> so uh you know it was like 50 to 100 people just just having a good time and and i mean the the experience that i've had personally with playing in front of people that obviously like want to be there as opposed to like you said just like going to a show i mean it's like insanely different yeah it's it's cool vibes uh there was there's was not too many venues so we play like and you know skate parks. We played a skate park in a mall, like in, in the middle of a half pipe. Oh wow! And it was like that was like the under eighteen, you know, the under eighteen show. Sure. And then like for the over eighteen, we played like some bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were cool. They were just like intimate shows, just like 
you know, we didn't we didn't go there to be like, yeah, let's grow our band in South Africa. Right. We were like, let's go there. To, <laughs> we have yeah. a chance yeah. to go to South Africa. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. yeah, we did. We did a we did a like a safari on horseback, and uh-huh. we we did like like two hour long like horseback ride, and we saw like world of beasts, like zebras, like all these animals in the wild. And then on the last day in Cape Town, we did a uh, great white shark dive. Wow. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Dude, it was unreal. Awesome. Yeah, so like nine of them. Wow. Like one was like, I think the biggest one was like 16 feet. Just a great white shark. Just like. I mean, that, and that's obviously like the reason that you go down there. Where it's just like, yeah, we could play shows, but like we're kind of on vacation yeah. here. Like we want to do touristy stuff. Yeah, we, I mean, like we went down there thinking that, you know, it was going to be, oh, this is South Africa. This is going to be. Sure. You know, we need we need kid, kidnap and rape exactly, insurance. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we get there and you know, the guy who who booked the tour, his band uh he put his band on the tour and he drove us and we were like stayed with them oh, okay. for the first couple shows. And uh dude, he's a great guy. He knew so much about music and and all the equipment they had was like real like legit top of the line, yeah. equipment. We were like thinking we're going to play out like you know, combo Com- amps right. and like <laughs> metal zone pedal, in right. trash cans for drums or something. You know, <laughs> but uh, no, that that you know that uh, stigma got smashed as soon as we got there. You know, like that, sure. it, was a, it was a cool country. It was kind of weird to experience like uh, like kind of reverse racism, I guess. Okay, because we we would stop at places like in the middle of nowhere to get food, and you know it's a it's all black people there, and we sure. go inside and we're waiting in line. Like I was, wait- I remember distinctly waiting in line to get food. Like a, like a they had like a gas station like uh, like kind of like a grill like a they had a whatever whatever food it was like sure. meat, meat pies you know they okay yeah. in Australia and stuff and uh, people would just like walk in front of me like it wasn't even there and then I I got to the front of the line and then the lady like was ignoring me pretending I wasn't even there and I was really? like can I, I was like I just want a meat pie can I just get a meat pie yeah and like not like. You miss you obviously miss the white entrance to the exactly the- <laughs> exactly no it was it was just a weird feeling yeah. because you know as you, you don't experience right that right right that. yeah we're obviously uh, yeah you just, that's something that you don't expect to well yeah when especially when you're like traveling like that you just don't you know you don't put it in context mm-hmm. until like it actually happens and you're like oh wow that was kind of weird yeah and it was one of the times I was always like I, I, we were there and I was like we're in Africa. Yeah. Like we're in the continent of Africa in South Africa. Sure. Like I never in a million years thought I'd come here. No. If someone's like, here's a bunch of money to go, go take a trip. Where do you want to go? South Africa would be like bottom of the list. Sure. Sure. But now that I've been there, I see it's an awesome country and I would love to go back, you know? Right. Right. Can I, uh, can I throw out one more album that I've been listening to? Please, please. Um, I'm going to throw out one more too. I decided. Please. All right. Try to guess it. <laughs> he has no idea. Um, it's uh, a band called Animals as Leaders. Oh yeah, and uh, it's like just instrumental, like uh, tech metal music. It's just it's awesome to like listen to when you're mm-hmm. driving because it's just so much to concentrate on. Sure, but there's no vocals, you know. And uh, I, I think I'm pretty sure it's a self-titled record. Mm-hmm. Pros- prosthetic. Yep. Yeah, it's a good album. I saw yeah. them with Scale the Summit. No. Well, Circus, I saw Scale of the Summit. Circus Survive. So, yes, I saw yes. Circus Survive. Yep. Um, it was interesting. It was good. Mm-hmm. We, we played a show in Idaho uh, in Boise down the street from them, from that tour. Uh-huh. And uh, we walked to the show after we played. And we caught like, the animals as leaders, and we walked in, and I was just yeah watching those dudes Shred. do that to that guitar when I can barely even hold a guitar. <laughs> yeah. It like, blows my mind that someone's <laughs> as good at something like that. Yeah. And I, I don't know the first thing about it. Right. It's, yeah. it's, 
Yeah, it's, it's the guy from Reflux. Uh huh. Yep. Tosin, I think his name is. Yep, that's exactly his name. Yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a really interesting. It's not really stuff that I can like listen to. Sure, but I appreciate it. What about Jane? Shut <laughs> up with James Blake. Um, a couple weeks ago, I went and saw that band Scale of a Summit, which I think is like a more toned down version. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, still, it's, it's interesting. Like it's still just, like the they they like the new like the new prog. Like that's kind of yeah. what they're calling it. Where it's just like it's progressive, but it's not like dream theater nerdy. It's like <laughs> right. Like there's a little more aggression to it, but not like obviously like you know metal or hardcore aggressive. It's interesting. It's you know you have to appreciate the talent. It's kind of like that, uh, like Cloud Kicker, like that type Your of stuff. Cloud Kicker. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. Sorry. So Ray's going to talk yeah, about you, this for you, the next twenty minutes. Sorry, you know you do you, you know like that band? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, been. Ray not know him intimately, but he, he will be a future guest on the show because he's been referenced on multiple occasions from. Multiple guests and myself. You try to bring them up at least once, once a podcast. Once every like five episodes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll go, <laughs> um, I want to talk about something else real quick. Please. Um, the new basement LP on Run for Cover called I Wish I Could Stay Here. Um, it's like, to me, it kind of sounds like a mix between Tiger's Jaw and Title Fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's awesome. They're from the UK. When you said we're going to mention Bay from the UK, I thought you were going to say basement. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, might end up being my top ten. I've decided. Yeah, yeah. I I, uh, I listened to the LP and it's like it. I don't know. It didn't grab me initially. It didn't I mean, grab it's me not, the first. It didn't grab me the first time, and then I kept hearing people talk about it. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna go back and listen to it again. And now it's it's in a pretty heavy rotation. Okay. Um, to be honest, I've never even heard Tiger Shaw. Yeah, I've heard of them. I've been meaning to check them out, and I've never listened to get them. Get their their self titled record. Yeah. Um, unbelievable. We we played a. Did you say title fight a second ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we played a like a. We did like a European festival run. They, oh yeah, they, uh, were on one of them. Okay, I watched them. They were they were cool. Yeah, yeah. good band. Cool. Yeah, um, yeah, cool. So basement, basement, basement. I wish I could stay here. That was cool. Yes, and it's on run for cover as well. Cool. What have you? Uh, what have you guys been watching recently, Scott? What have you been uh, consuming visually? Uh, Breaking Bad. I'm trying to quit TV. You really? Why do you quit everything? What's next. What? What's What's the motivation behind that? Oh, actually, no, no. I know where your inspiration is. You First Taken EP. Yeah. I was Pacifier. No. Listening, listening to Pacifier the other day. My friend Ray was. I don't even know. Never mind. Flip succumb through, to the one blow. I know. Just yeah. Succumb succumb, to that's the one right. Blow. I was like, I can't even remember my own lyrics. <laughs> Should have referenced his own Flip. band. Like, uh, Flip the switch. Let's let's, let's let's listen to it a little bit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> let's, let's put it on right now. Yeah, let's not. Let's, let's put it on. Scott, are you really trying to quit TV? Yeah, I'm going to watch one show a week. But what's the motivation behind that? I just got a lot to do right now. No time for TV. Yeah, I need some stickers to be made. Telling <laughs> <laughs> guy. Really important. The info never comes over. All right, Bra- Breaking Bad is a spectacular show. Breaking Bad is my focus right now. Do not talk about it's the good. most recent episode. Of I know. I'm, not. I'm going to dedicate myself to one television show a week and know it inside and out. Can I just ask you two questions? Go ahead. One, will that one show be The Bachelor when it's on? <laughs> Get out of here. And two, <laughs> and two... Will that show be the Road Rules Real World Challenge when that comes back on? Okay, that's all I care about. We can move on. All right, good. Um, Great, what have you been watching? I've concluded a television Wait, show. I have a question. Please. At one point in your life, you said that TV was okay. Um, no longer a 
Well, once, once when did you succumb to that warm glow? I succumbed to the warm glow once television succumbed. It, it, I, oh, <laughs> gross. You Joey, said it. Living, I, living with Joey, I've, uh, <laughs> I've, I've met the real Joey. <laughs> the yes, it's it's quite a, it's quite astonishing, isn't it? Um, <laughs> the once you are able to okay, once television actually started to get good in the sense of it wasn't just bullshit sitcoms. And right. I mean, uh, it's like... You're saying the state of TV is good when people like uh, Snooki is out there? Well, there's... The, it's also it's also its highest and its lowest point at the same right. time. Right. It, it's, it's, it's a completely double-edged sword where it's just like, obviously we have very expansive... You know, we have shows that are not just like linear in nature where it's like, all right, here's one show, here's the beginning, here's the end. Tune in next week for... <laughs> Right, right. And it's like, you know, same characters, whatever. I mean, like, obviously shows like Cosby Show and Cheers, like, they did it perfectly. And But now it's like you have shows like Breaking Bad, Lost, these expansive narratives that, you know, you have to pay the fuck attention. And it's not just like, you know. You can't just tune in. And let your mind slide. Yeah. There we go. There's another lyric right there. Man. I know. Taken. That's, that's pretty good. Finding solace in dissension. Yep. Ray, real quick, you're a big finding, Cosby finding, show. Finding words in the thesaurus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. You're a big Cosby <laughs> Show fan? Oh, well, that's what we did. So anyways. Um, you're a big Cosby Show fan? Yes. I was uh, playing around on the internet yesterday, and I was watching clips of series finales on how shows ended. Oh, yeah. I didn't remember that the Cosby Show ended with them dancing off set yeah. and walking just, through the audience. That's just, so cool. It's amazing. Yeah. No it's, show ever does that. No. And they, they were just—they like, broke the fourth wall. They broke the fourth wall. Yeah, it very was, cool. It was totally cool. But um, yeah, so that's that's where I think I was probably like early two thousands. That's when I was like, you know, television should be a part. When of did my Finding life. Solace and Ascension come out? Oh, actually, no, no, no. That burned. That's true. Yeah, I think Finding Solace was like ninety nine, maybe. I really? think. I think two thousand. Were you in high school? And they slept came out when? Wait a minute. And they slept came out in two thousand. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Two thousand one. Yeah. So maybe ninety. I was still in high school when it came out, and right. I graduated two thousand one. Yeah, so, I always, I lose track of that. It time. had to have been out ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, that's probably it was. Pro- I think it was ninety nine. That's that sounds safe. At so that yeah. Point, you put the oh, one hundred percent. I made fun of our. You I made fun of our bassist Nick Beard constantly because he <laughs> watched so much television. I was like, dude, when, stop it. When you moved into the house, and no, no, when we moved to Huntington Beach because we had cable in Long Beach. Yeah, you and Brandon Bale were like, we're not getting cable. Yeah, my life was shattered. Oh, Bale. that's and right. So, I remember. <laughs> Joey was so bummed. Joey Brandon was like, Bale moving out was awesome because then Brandon Porter moved in and we immediately got cable. I was so I forgot about that. We're jo- like I've I I don't like to bump people out, but I just remember you were really like I'm outvoted. My <laughs> two roommates don't want cable TV. Oh fuck, it sucked. Yeah. Anyways, so it's not a modern. Are you? Did you really look up my lyrics? <laughs> wow, that's impressive, Scott. Actually, no, it's really embarrassing. I'm not 100 percent proud of the lyrics on that EP. It's, you know, it's a little. What do you do at home when the hour ends, <laughs> dude? But I, it's the... there's nothing left within. I know there's nothing left, Scott. What do those shows give you? Nothing. In the warm glow. Yeah. All right, let's let's okay, sorry. divert that. You're gonna hurt John's feelings because he was a gigantic fan. And what a, uh, I know it's true, and so is Joey, yeah, and, and so is Scott. Actually, it was only a dream. That was an emotional part. That part was a dream, dude. It, yeah, that was a good sing along. Pray for something more than this. <laughs> so Scott, 
I was watching uh, a show that has concluded called Friday Night Lights. Uh, yeah. Sh- should I leave the room? Uh, no, no, no spoilers. Uh, I've, John, are you familiar with Friday Night Lights, or have you watched the movie or anything? Uh, I haven't. It's a uh, football. Yeah. Right. It and that in and of itself, like, I mean, I'm not a big football fan, but like, it's absolutely incredible. It's like easily one of the best shows on television. Um, and it's ended, and uh, five seasons, and uh, yeah, the show ended perfectly. Um, it was definitely. It was you definitely. Me everyone died. Everyone dies. The entire state of Texas got bombed by uh, a terrorist. So in order to like really polarize okay. America's feelings on terrorism. Too soon, right? I know, very soon. Um, um, but yeah. I would like to note that the show lost me after season three. Once they switched schools. Yeah, got it. You, you, you needed to give it a few episodes, and then it really tied it all together. Because, I mean, it's really hard. It really tied the room together. They really, that rug really tied the room together. Did it not? It did <laughs> <laughs> but give it give it a chance, Scott, because it honestly does become very redeeming. Okay, John, what about yourself? I mean, I, I, obviously it's weird because you're on tour so much that like you probably aren't able to keep up with all the latest hottest shows. I, I'm not, but a show that I've gotten recommended a lot, and I actually just uh, within the week got a hold of. Okay, it's called Game of Thrones. Okay, oh, I've heard that show is. I want to throw someone out the window right yeah. now. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> I heard that show is unbelievable. I have all the episodes. I've yet to watch them. Sure, all very I can excited. Say, it took I think three or four episodes, where it was like every week I would watch it and just be like, okay, like this is good, and then all I don't even know what it was. Just something hit, and it was just like, holy shit! It's. Yeah. And then you're just hooked. Yeah. So I, stay I, with I it. Have the, I have the books too. I, I, I don't know which one I should do first. If I should don't do the books, will take you a year to read. <laughs> They're really long. I would, I would note: uh, don't be screwing around on your phone. Maybe you have a piece of paper. And that's see, that's notes. there's a lot of names in a lot of places. Yeah. So it's just they'll start talking about something. And it's like, who is that? Yeah. So, but stay with it because it's awesome. Yeah. It's so I've heard, good. yeah. I've heard nothing but good things. I, I'm I'm excited to start that. One show that I'm looking very forward to premiering in a couple days. Um, just because it's such a good show, and I, I can watch it on tour and laugh. Yes. It's a show called It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, oh. You're speaking our language. Which yeah. is literally, I think, the funniest show to come out in the longest time. Great, that warm and glow, right? I, 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 I would watch it religiously if I was able to get to a TV set every, yeah, every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll be there on the 15th good. watching it. Nice. While I didn't love last season, the... The Juggalo Lethal Weapon 5 episode oh. is one of the best episodes of television oh, of all time. It's so good. Like, it made up for the entire, like, all right, this is an okay season, but, dude. Come on. The boat was funny. Like, it was a good season. It's just, it it was just like the, I use the word worst loosely, but it was the worst season. Yeah. Um, but that episode redeemed everything. Yeah, because I, yeah. like, I felt like last season, because obviously there are only so many variations of these are the worst people ever. Here's these worst situations that they could possibly get themselves mm-hmm. into. There's only so many variations of it, and I thought that they obviously hit on that note a lot last season. But then when they did break out those gems, where it's like, holy shit! And that was an episode. That episode, all of it was a gem. Yeah, and the sure. final episode where D has the baby, like that, also yeah. was an incredible episode. But yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm seeing great. how Rob has gained 50 pounds. Yeah. I saw a picture. 50. Of- just, like, just to be funny. Just to be right. funny. Every show needs yeah. a fat guy. Yeah. I mean, like, fit, there's a different, like, 20 pounds, like, 30 pounds, like, 50, that is a lot. Yeah. That's, it should be very funny. Yeah, one of the funniest, like, ongoing jokes they have in that show is, like, he thinks he's, like, the strongest dude in the world. Always wear sleeveless shirts. <laughs> and he's, like, 
He's like, I absolutely have the upper body strength to scale this wall. <laughs> and he's like, no, you don't. It's so good. Um, one, of, Yeah, another thing that really grabs me on the show that I think I laugh at every time I see it uh-huh. is uh, Danny DeVito's uh, like uh, progression into just being more and more disheveled. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Goes on. Like he starts off with like nice suits, hair's combed, got glasses on real nice. And then if you watch a current episode, he's got like Crocs on, yeah. pants, it's, Hair's all messed up. He, lo- he looks like he's a got bump. He's got a sausage in his, yeah. Uh, in yeah, his yeah, pocket. Sure, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah that, that show is spectacular. I'm excited to see what they're going to do yeah. with this season. Um, cool. Yeah, cause, I mean, because how, how do you, uh, like, you know, what, what do you do to pass the time on tour? Like, um, I sleep a lot. Okay. I, I sleep mean, that's, a lot. Like, that's my thing. It's a reasonable thing. Like, I love sleeping. It's good. But it's not, you know, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll watch TV shows or... I sleep a lot. Ten hours. Any any chance I get to sleep, I, I will take it. Like if I, we're in the van and we Check have out a, your thyroid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I'm always sleepy. I just like sleeping. Right. Sleeping's awesome. It's it a rules, good, right? Quick it sleeping. Word, yeah, it's a good act- sleeping. <laughs> That's a good activity. Just curious. Uh, uh, yeah, that or you know, uh, I'll, that or driving. Driving. Yeah. Or I'll watch like uh, yeah TV shows. Sure. Sure. Cool. What, what are you watching, Joey? I'm watching a show on... Well, first I get made fun of. I'm currently six seasons into Grey's Anatomy. God. Um, <laughs> highly entertaining. Uh, I have a, a more embarrassing one than that when we're done. Um, <laughs> uh, but the show I would like to recommend is a show on Cinemax called Strike Back. Um, first step into original programming for Showtime. And it's awesome. It's like 20... People say it's 24 with nudity. <laughs> and... <laughs> I mean, incredible. I can't really argue with that i mean it's it's more violent and they can swear and there's obviously nudity um but it's it's really entertaining hmm. uh it's about like some british like spy group of spies and they they get this american guy and it's like the, the a british guy and an american guy like saving the world essentially um very entertaining just non-stop action sure um is it, is it they don't tie things up at the end of each episode or is it i mean they, like case by case basis no 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 it's yeah. like at first i thought it was going to be like that and then it's just the the story from the first episode. I mean, it's carried on. It's really entertaining. Okay. Um, and you know, every episode's shot. It's shot in real time. Just I'm just. Oh, kidding. I was it's, gonna say. I was like, it's, really? It's, it's not. It's not like 24 hours. It's like note for note. Uh, <laughs> but it, I mean, it's very entertaining. Um, okay. For those who enjoy action. Those who enjoy spending money on premium cable. And if well, some who are living high in the hog, okay, Joey. <laughs> Sponsorship money, man. I know, it's true. It came with the house, Ray. It's just, yeah. me to do? Sucking at the teat of a first world problem. (laughs) Someone has to. But strike back. It's on Fridays. I don't know what time. I DVR it, so. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Yeah. So something more embarrassing than Grey's Anatomy, I'm going to say right now. I'm going to preface this with the fact that my girlfriend is into it. Okay. And So you watch it with her? I started watching it with her. It's kind of our thing now. Okay. It's cute. It's a TV show called Glee. Okay. What's up? That's yeah. Joe, Joey's I, I don't right want to call myself a gleek. Yeah. Because that's just completely embarrassing. But I've yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not a huge like show tunes person, but <laughs> I like singing a lot. And when they uh, when they do like you know contemporary songs, it's awesome. Are you completely caught up on the show? I'm not. We 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 had to we had to end. We have like three episodes left in the second season. Have you seen the prom episode? No. Okay. There's a song in the prom episode. Shut up, Scott. <laughs> that I listen to almost every single day. Really? Yeah. One of my one of my absolute favorites uh, 
from this current season was when they did Singing in the Rain and Umbrella. Like the oh, Rihanna, yeah. Rihanna mix. Yeah. I thought they did that. That was good. Great. Um, I feel like the second season kind of uh, – it was just it wasn't as good. Yeah. The first season was great. It was super dark and like just really messed up. Then it kind of like took kind of the darkness away. Yeah. A little more cheerful <laughs> for for them. They realized that they had a major hit on their hand, so they. Yeah. Um, they, but they, hopefully, they kind of go back to that in season three now that they've got people hooked. Um, but I am there every yeah, week. I'm, I'm absolutely hooked. That's it's a, a good, good show. show. That, it's very entertaining. It's My dad, who is like, I mean, he doesn't. He's like Scott. Shows no emotion whatsoever. <laughs> like, and w- walking in on him watching Glee, just, like, and like just, stoked on. It. To- <laughs> I, I, I like I'm embarrassed for him. Like I'm like stumbling in on him, like doing like a dirty deed or something. And it's like right. I know. Well, that's what it feels like. Cause it's like, Dad, you're watching Glee. Like I don't know. Like I mean, you guys watching Glee. Like that's cute. Like you guys. Grey's Anatomy is much more embarrassing. I would. Me. I would. <laughs> oh yeah. I personally. The fact that I've watched five and a half seasons <laughs> in about three weeks makes it even more embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, but Grey's Anatomy. I mean, that's like very few. Mi- I mean, I think the demo is like. 97% female, 3% male, and only because of probably a situation that you're in where the girlfriend watches Well, it. and that's what started is Nicole watches it and... Dr. McDreamy? Is that you? That's your guy? I, I prefer McSteamy. McSteamy. <laughs> um, Fuck. She watches it, and I kind of watched a few episodes this past season and just got curious, so... Got it's it. on Netflix, so... I see DVDs over there of a show I watch on Netflix called 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. Super funny. It's amazing. I love 30 Rock. Yeah. It's, now, it's now in syndication, and now they're making a lot of more money on that. Because once the show gets in syndication, that's, that's, that's when the real need. money happens. Yep. I don't know what that means. but as with, Basically, that's when you start to see reruns on it, like you know, like Fox, like five oh, okay. nights a week or whatever. Okay. That's when shows, like, that's when you know. You make so much money. Just because <laughs> every time the show gets played, and it gets played like 900 million times a day. Like there, I think there's a channel just for Seinfeld. Yeah. At this point. <laughs> That's how Larry David can count the millions of dollars that he has. And praise did be to God watch, that he can do Curb Your Enthusiasm. Did you watch Curb for, with Michael J. Fox? No, I have that downloaded. I just watched one a clip online. And I, can I spoil it for you? No. It's just one clip. It's so funny. <laughs> it's fine. Michael J. Fox is bringing him a soda, and he has Parkinson's, obviously. <laughs> and when Larry David opens it, it sprays <laughs> all over him. <laughs> and he's like, what, did you, what was that? And he just looked at him, he's like, Parkinson's. It was great. That's... The show, the, the show is in its best season ever. It's so. I feel like I kind of gave up after the first two seasons because this became the same thing over and over. Like I'm in an uncomfortable situation. It's. But I've heard the season's amazing. It's brilliant. Um, what movies have we been watching? Or what? Let's just let's just do one movie a piece on random stuff that uh, we have been partaking in. Joey, why don't you want to discuss a movie? I believe I'm supposed to discuss Attack the Block. Yeah, it's a good. It's a good movie. Ah. <laughs> uh, a uh, small British movie that got a distribution over here. Um, Edgar Wright from Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. and um, Scott Pilgrim is an executive producer, so I think he had some help getting it over here. Uh, it's about five, like, bad kids, pretty much, that live in you know this apartment building, which they call The Block, um, that there's an alien invasion, and they're just trying to protect their... They're building, pretty much, while hiding from the cops because they mugged a girl earlier. Uh, it's incredible. Um, might be my favorite movie of the year. The Muppet movie's not out yet, so we'll talk then. But at this point, it's probably going to be my number one, I think. Um, 
I highly did. entertaining. I did watch I it. Loved it's it. coming out in like three weeks on DVD. I will be there. I will be at Best Buy on Tuesday. Basically, for the, the quick synopsis, besides like the actual plot synopsis by Joey, uh, it's like an amped up version of Goonies. That's like with kids you shouldn't like. Because in the beginning, you're like, yeah, the, the kid, there's assholes. They're thugs. Um, everyone was comparing it to Super 8 oh. because it's like, you know, aliens came out around the same time. Um, I am. Um, it's like, to me, it's Super 8, but, you know, better. Yeah, a lot of blood. A lot of blood. It's awesome, though. Um, Nick Frost from Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead is in it. So It's a really good movie. Yeah. Highly yeah. recommended. If I, you can find it, it's, I think it keeps expanding. Um, it, <laughs> it is available for... Uh, you should support these small films, Scott, <laughs> and not steal them. If you, if you want to steal um, big movies, go for it. But you should support uh, independent films. Um, so you should find it. If it's near you, go see it. Good yeah. movie, good movie. What about you, John? Have you uh, seen any movies as of late? Uh, to be honest, I, I haven't been up on my movie game yeah. at all, really. I, uh, I think the last movie I saw in theaters was Harry Potter. Sure. Fantastic. Good movie. Yeah. Well, that's, over, that's over the summer. That's, that's recent. And I never, uh, yeah, I never uh, read the books, so it was cool to like, finally get the closure. Like, I sure. literally told people, don't tell me what happens. I yeah, I don't want to know a thing. So, well, that's good you were able to avoid that. Yeah, I, believe it or not, I did, was. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. I thought... Yeah. I thought the ending, ending part. I don't know. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. So I sure. It, but the ending, ending the part. The very, very last part. Was kind of stupid. It was in the book. Everyone kind of made fun of it when it came yeah. out. Other than that, I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. Where, where Voldemort wins, right? That's well, Voldemort kills. Yeah. He grows a nose and then kills everyone. Right, right. <laughs> he grows a nose. Um, Spo- spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, scenes. yeah, I haven't been up on my movie game. Yeah. But, well, it's, I mean, it's tough. I always remember, like... Obviously, like trying to mobilize dudes on tour to be like, dude, let's go see a movie. Yeah. Like, you know, we have a day off, and it's like it was always difficult. It, you'd always have one or two dudes in the band complain, be like, I don't want to do that. It's like, <sighs> I'm gonna say a little trick that we do on tour a lot that, that okay. helps us get to see uh, to see free movies. Oh, okay. Um, we uh, we have our tour manager call the theater, and he goes, "Hi, uh, my guys, we're a band from Los Angeles on tour. We have a guy." Um, like uh, I'm I'm the tour manager of this band. Um, you know they're in town. Can you can you help can you help us out? And they'll go. Oh, what's the name of your band? And he goes. Uh, I'd rather not say it. I don't want to bring too much attention. <laughs> no. So they think it's like they're like, oh my god, dude, Metallica is going to come to our theater. Fall Out Boy's here or something. Right. And then, Fall Out Boy's and, on hiatus. And then you got to. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> it's and a sore subject with. Them. And then you got to you got to you got to say also too in the same sentence you got to be like, oh yeah, is there parking for a bus there? So they think in their mind they're like building up this like crazy huge van. They roll up in like you know half broken down van and roll out of the van and like yeah we're here for our free tickets. The, the pee bottles roll out. <laughs> How often does this work? Uh, works like ninety percent of the time. Believe oh, it or not. Crap. We That's... get free movies. All, I mean we're also going at like three in the afternoon. Right. Know? No one's there already. Exactly. They're, the manager's like give a shit if you see it or not come right. bring whatever it's you gonna want be, it's gonna be playing regardless exactly, so. exactly you know what I mean that, so. that'd be amazing if they're like yeah as long as you tweet about our movie theater yeah exactly <laughs> you gotta trade some promo hey, the, for a- us. the AMC in Kansas City is awesome. fantastic Steve and the manager is awesome <laughs> their screens are really that's a cool. that, that that's is a, a, that's a good trick I'm just gonna start doing that yeah, like hey I've got this artist I'm driving around uh, <laughs> you don't want I'll be the artist <laughs> 
Because, you know, bands that tour in, in, in buses, you know, like Metallica, need free movies. They can't, they can't pay for their own. I know, that's true. It's funny, yeah. I never even, like, obviously, if you're asking to get a free movie, like, yeah. It's like, they could clearly, it, they could buy the movie theater for exactly, a day, and exactly. it would be fine. And it, but it works more often than you would think. Because wow. people don't care. They're like, yeah, I really don't care. You, you guys can come. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And sometimes they even get some, like, free popcorn and stuff. Cool. <laughs> Do you uh, do you guys have any other uh, tricks as far as uh, surviving on the road? Like any other? Uh... Do you partake in the free Chipotle? Oh yeah, all the time. We get we get free Chipotle all the time. Just by going in there. Just by going in there and saying we're a band. They're like, oh really? Like da da da. They're cool about it. Well, actually, one person that we toured with has a Chipotle tattoo. Oh okay. Not not in our camp, but a band that we toured with has a sure. Chipotle tattoo, and he go he he always walks in and goes. If I had a Chipotle tat, if I got a Chipotle tattoo, would you guys give me free Chipotle? And everyone there's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And he goes, oh, because I have one right here. It's free burritos <laughs> all the time. By wow, day. that's good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like those tricks. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only movie I've watched, well, I've watched a few movies recently, but the one that I'd like to highlight, uh, Hobo with the Shotgun. Fantastic. Uh, it is a. Uh, Rutger Hauer, '80s movie star, possibly '70s. I don't know. He's 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 been acting in the Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, he's been out of the game for quite some time. Hasn't been in a movie and or a Notable. reputable movie. He's kind of went the way of uh, Steven Scullin. Yes, like, like a million straight to DVD movies. Uh, this one was just like a total art house fluke. And I mean, because honestly, there's like this movie in and of itself is like terrible. Like. The it's a che- I mean but I feel like it's plot. supposed to be right like it's, it's, it's done, all tongue in cheek like totally it's done where it's basically just like a over the top you know early early to mid eighties action movie it reminded me of like a trauma movie totally yeah like Toxic Avenger that type of stuff um, the gore doesn't bother me at all like I can watch buckets of blood and people to be dismembered but there were moments in this movie that was just like oh my god like are you serious like guys the heads like just decapitations that you just don't expect to see coming and five minutes of blood just yeah in in entrails being ripped from people and it's just i mean uber violent um super funny uh he's basically the the simplest way to describe the movie he's a homeless man that is trying to clean up a town and he kill he's just killing everybody he is essentially a a hobo with the shotgun shotgun and so if you're just wanting a very mindless and i think it's like 80 minutes long. I, yeah if i say 88 minutes um then you will definitely enjoy it uh follow up from a few episodes back yeah uh, i saw i saw the devil okay uh loved it intense movie it was great yeah What's that about? it's like a it's a korean movie um but there's like revenge the guy's wife gets killed and he just kind of goes on tries to find the guy who did it Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't, well, I speak Korean, so um, <laughs> not, for not for me, but um, yeah, um, just to get the full effect. But I mean, it's just and it's super violent. Um, I mean, there's a scene where he just takes a wrench and slams it into a dude's crotch over and over again. You know, just yeah. over the top. Like yeah. um, the, it's it's been described as the ultimate revenge movie. If you ever want to be like, I want to see someone get their comeuppance, watch this movie. You ever heard of Come Up and Google it? You'll you find it. You see Old Boy? Yeah. You see, I think you asked me that in the last one. I might have. It's okay. I think I did, actually. Great movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, those, it, those, are, those are your two fault Yeah, those are. Yeah. So, that was great. Cool.
I have some questions for you, John. All right. If you're if you're ready for them. Yeah, sure. Um, because re- well, the ghost inside, previously known as a dying dream. I mean, I wouldn't say known, but we used to be called a dying previously. Dream. Called. I was unaware of that. Yes. Okay. Because I, I've no the context for how I mean I've known John for uh, over ten years. Yeah, like, I can't recall the first time I actually met you. It was obviously at a Taken show. Yep. Um, and oh, were you in a band? Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. We referenced that. Uh, taken. Oh. I think you're familiar because you uh, launched your label with that, Scott. So um, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting food. Can we wait for Del Taco in five minutes? Yeah. <laughs> um, you obviously you've been at the band game for quite some time, and you've been you've essentially dedicated your life to it. Um, and basically, over the past like two years. You've been able to, you know, like you you don't work a job in between tours, no, right? I don't work in between tours. How does that feel? Ah, oh, man, it's kind of weird because when you first start a band, you know, you have this goal of just like, oh, I just want a tour, I just want a tour. And then when you get the option to finally tour, you're like, oh, this is awesome, mm-hmm. but you have to sacrifice so much to make it work. You know sure. what I mean? When I, when we first started touring, I'd have to work a job, take my vacation time go on tour like give money to the band for gas right yeah you you, you toured but you contributed the band was not exactly no exactly i mean yeah. you know shows would fall through and everything like that would happen right and you'd come back and keep working and you know just just to fund the whole thing and then you know when you finally get to a point where you kind of break even then you know you feel like you've accomplished a lot like when when our band was able to go on tour and not have to spend personal money i was like this is awesome i could do this for the rest right. of my life you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and uh you know, more recently, you know, we, we've been doing a lot better and, you know, we've been coming home with money and, uh, yeah, to be able to, to say that, you know, I'm a quote unquote musician. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's cool. It's a cool feeling to be, to be able to be like, uh, you know, come home and just have this be kind of my time off. Sure. And then I guess being go back tour, to work being on tour is working, sure. but not really working, you know? Right. So it, it's, I, I don't, I don't, we don't make enough to like have my own place yet or anything like that like i still live with with my i live with my friend and his family mm-hmm. but i'm able to like eat and you know pay my pay my car payment and do stuff like that you know so it's 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 cool yeah like, uh, it's a good feeling the um because i'm sure there's moments where it was basically like yo i should like I, i'm done like mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't want to do this anymore absolutely there was plenty of crossroads where it was like all right, I need to figure out right now if I'm going to stick with this or just walk and be a normal person. What like what pushed you to the point of wanting to continue it? Uh, as cheesy as it sounds, like I've I've never wanted anything else in my mm-hmm. life. Like all I've ever wanted to do is be in a band. Like you know, not to not to be I don't know, like seeing Taken and stuff. Like oh well, thank you, I appreciate. You know, it. I was like, going to make a joke about that, no, but, like, but yeah. like going to shows and seeing like Taken and like you know like. <laughs> no, he knows I won't how much it. of a Taken fan I am, you know. Like, and seeing bands, you know, all the Orange County bands, you know, throw down, bleeding through, eighteen divisions, seeing bands like that, and being like, yeah. "Damn, this is so cool!" Yeah, like they get to, they get to spend their lives touring, and doing it. Yeah, make you know, doing it. And I'm sure, like, this is this is all I want to do. You know. Yeah. Like I know like, it was. I just uh, the the memory that I had because. The ghost inside. Do you guys still claim that you're like El Segundo, like, or you just say Los Angeles? Say obviously, Los Angeles, yeah. I mean, obviously, people don't. Well, people would know El Segundo from the uh, 
what the from Tribe Called Quest, Quest. Yeah. Well yeah. Um, the but uh, I just always remember it's like you know El Segundo like you guys can't like you had your own scene came out in droves yeah it, it was like it was so weird because I mean, I'm sure you well, remember the, the, Joey the, the teen center where you had didn't you have to be a resident like live in El Segundo to uh, go or I mean, like yeah, it was like yeah that was the, the the rule but I mean people people could come if they weren't you know I mean they had they had to say that for the park. And for the city, they had wow. to say you have to be also going to resident. But and I think that pushed a lot of people away, and they didn't. Right. Come. See, but, I, I mean, don't think I ever went to a show there because I was like, well, yeah, I don't want people that knew, you know, yeah, which was cool. Like to be able to grow up, to be able to grow up, to go to high school, see a flyer on the wall for a show this Friday at the also going to teen center for three dollars to see Stretch Armstrong and One King Down. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> what? like that, yeah. that was my life. I paid three dollars, saw you know, saw. Strife when they came back together. Uh, saw who else? Uh, Death by Stereo played there. Uh, I'm trying to think of like the. We definitely played there with Avenged Sevenfold. Yeah, Avenged Sevenfold played there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Bleeding Through played there. Uh-huh. Eighteen Visions. I just always found it so unique because it's like not like you said, not everybody. I mean, you know, at my high school, I'd never see a flyer for a hardcore show. That my was... high school, there was no. I think I no. There was one other straight edge kid, but he was weird. Right, <laughs> You're like I'm not talking to you. <laughs> yeah, it. So it must have been really unique for you guys to like have that sort of built in like. And do you think because of that, it fostered that like that that El Segundo scene like much quicker than it would be just kind of like you guys putting it together yourself? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I, I actually got introduced. Uh, I like when I before I got in the hardcore scene, I was like in the like No Effects mm-hmm. a lot. Like, like my progression went like. Offspring, Green Day, No Effects, sure, into like you know bands like Minor Threat, right, into you know hardcore and then into like metalcore and all that sure, kind of stuff. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I got introduced from a friend like, hey, like you know, me and all my friends are, are hanging out he, at this. We hang out at this place at lunchtime. Come hang out with us. We're like, all right, cool. Mm. Talk about music and and shows and you know we had a big straight edge scene and it was cool. Like it was it was a good feeling to be able to like not feel ostracized in your own high school. You know, because I think it's hard for a lot of people when they want to take a stance like straight edge in high school, you know, like it's frowned upon almost, you know what I mean? People aren't like, Oh, he's straight edge. That's awesome. Like, Oh, you don't think you're a fucking loser. (laughs) Yeah. Straight. The idea of straight edge obviously isn't celebrated amongst high schoolers. And it it was, it was, it was cool to have that to be kind of like a cool click in a way. Yeah. yeah. You know, not, not Kings of the school. Like we weren't jocks, but we were like, you know, up there, like we were, you weren't looked at as losers. We looked at it as like the cool kids. Or you were received, like there was a level of respect where it wasn't just exactly, like. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, we, we rolled, you know, 40, 50 deep. You know, we would go to shows and, and, and put on our own shows. And right. like, I don't think El Segundo was famous, but like from the Orange County bands, yeah. definitely knew who El Segundo was. Oh, no, totally. You, I just remember once you guys started to go to shows, it was like all these like, you know, kids, like 15, 16 year old kids were just like. Where did these dudes come from? Like, and like, it wasn't just like you know, ten of you. It was like, holy shit! There's a lot of people yeah. coming to the shows. Um, on that same note, the um, you know, like you, because you obviously had such like a large clique and people that you hung out with, and um, you know, everybody like got along. And there was like you know, relatively little drama from that perspective. Um, the ghost inside, like you know, you like you guys. You, obviously, you've had memory changes and stuff like that. But you guys have stayed out of the quote unquote headlines as it were like drama doesn't really you know like you don't hear about 
oh, dude, Vigil, like, fucking killed a guy. Like, you know, there's not that, because obviously a lot of bands become, you know, infamous by... What bands have killed someone? Yeah, please clarify. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Motley Crue. That's true. Well, and Ronnie Radke from Escape the Fate, right? Well, he didn't kill someone. I know, that's true. Uh, he, can you reference Falling in Reverse and not I know, Escape sorry, the Falling in Reverse. Thank you. <laughs> One of Joey's favorite bands. Um but yeah, like so, so you guys have been able to sort of um, exist where it's like you know you you get along with all these bands like you know you two, like all the bands that you tour with. You just don't hear stories coming out about you guys. Do you think it was kind of because of that, or you guys just really like try to make a concerted effort to be like we just want to be down dudes? Yeah, I think I think we've kind of flown under the radar with that kind of stuff, and and I think uh, you know we're just dudes. We don't have like a look. We don't have you know, like a strong opinion, like our band just, we just stand for just being like yourself and being proud of who you are, you know, and not letting other people try to influence your life, you know, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And I think other bands like, uh, you know, bands that we look up to see us and are like, oh, this band's cool. This band's like a younger band. Like we're going to take them out on tour and stuff. Like I remember specifically going on tour. Uh, we did this uh, 10 bands for $10 tour a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, Literally touring with two of my favorite bands. The two headliners were Bane and Poison the Well. I mean, they had like Madball, you know, they had VOD. Terror, I think they did. Terror, Trapped Under Ice. A ton of Prime and Stereo, a ton of really awesome bands. But I remember going on tour with them and being like, I wouldn't be in a band if it wasn't for Bane or Poison the Well. Mm -hmm. Like flat out, wouldn't be in a band. And now I'm here on tour with this band. Like, you know, like that that was a big like milestone for me. And like, that's when I realized that like, like I'm actually like doing something that I never thought I'd be doing, you know? Sure. And, uh, I guess I'm getting kind of off point here, but, uh, welcome to first world problems. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, I mean, we, I think we're just dudes. Like people don't see us as like a band just trying to prove something or do something. Yeah. Like we're, we just play music that we have to hear. It's not original. It's not, it's, it's not like anything, we're not reinventing the wheel. Sure. We're just dudes having a good time on stage. Yeah. And I think, that, you know, and that's, that's interesting. I mean, a lot of bands, like even if they are playing, you know, quote unquote, unoriginal material, like they would always admit that they have something like unique going on. But that's interesting that you guys are just like, it's, it's actually like kind of refreshing. Yeah. To hear that you guys like you admit the fact that like, yeah, we are, you know, we are referencing bands of our past and, you know, we're, we're putting our own spin on it. Yeah. Like to make it, modern or whatever but like you said you're not reinventing the wheel i I think a lot of bands wouldn't would never want to admit that yeah no i mean we're not we're just like i said you know we're just playing music we want to hear and that we think people would like to have a good time to like i always said if you put like barrier dead and uh like the leads of like you know or like the melodicness of like shy halud and misery signals sure the fastness and like hardcoreness of comeback kid and put it in a blender. That's what we are. Yeah. Those are like our off combined favorite bands. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, you wear your influences on your sleeve. I mean, that's, exactly. yeah, that's good. Um, and now like, because you are now, you know, you're going to be going into recording like your third full length and you essentially, you know, not many bands, get through that many full lengths like they break up and you know obviously life pulls them in different directions like what you know now that you have the ability to like reflect upon your past and be able to like look forward to the future like you know new exciting things and you know new exciting business opportunities for you guys like what you know what pieces of advice would you give to people 
you know, kids that are obviously starting bands that are in the same position as you were when, you know, you were hanging out and also going to, going to teen center shows? Um, I guess my biggest piece of advice was just uh, to not give up. There's going to be times when it literally feels like everything in the world is against what you're trying to do. And you got to just fight through that, you know, as I'm sure like anyone in a band gets to a point where they're like, I need to get, I need to quit this shit and like be like a real person, you know, like, right. Like going home, going home from tour and not having money or anywhere to live or anything to do sucks. Like it full on sucks, you know? Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's never an exciting prospect. Exactly. Like that's, it just makes you want to stay on the road more. We've, we've had a lot of lucky breaks. We've had a lot of good opportunities and, um, We've just been cast in, like, I guess the right kind of scene mm-hmm. for, for what we want to do. And uh, I don't know. To make it to the third album is, is is huge. You know, like, we had no expectations with the first album. You know, A Dying Dream did a little bit of tour. I mean, we did a lot of touring, but not anything <laughs> anything anyone ever went to, you know. Yeah, you, you did you did late 90s touring, which yeah. was nothing. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> called the promoter the... You know, hour before doors. Hey, is there still a show? Right, right. Sorry, there's no show tonight. <laughs> hey, Sold cool. We we pre sell ticket. Like, oh shit. All right, <laughs> we get to play Lake Havasu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, um, like the fact that we've come this far is 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 really is huge from a kid who came from El Segundo. You know, sure, like, sure. I'm, I'm I'm proud of what we've accomplished and things we're going to get to do and like the you know the new ventures that are coming along, and uh, yeah that. That advice, and uh, I guess just uh, don't don't buy into like a bunch of the trends that are going around because you know they just they come and go, and you see so many bands that are like trying to do what's cool at the moment. They're trying to be like, let's oh this this band sounds cool, let's sound exactly like this band, and then you go on tour, and all the opening bands are like carbon copies of of the headlining band. It's like, come on, guys, like yeah, really, you don't want to do anything different. You really want to just try to be what's cool right now, right? Like I don't know. Yeah, cl- clearly, there's that's a business model for a lot of bands. You know, and I think that's that's just a terrible way to go about it. Sure, you know, you shouldn't be in a practice room being like, "What can we do to be huge? What can we do to be like? <laughs> you know, what can we do to be the, this band? Like this band? Well, let's like, let's develop a business plan first, and then we'll maybe write some music around it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Like, be like these bands rule. Let's sound like these bands. You know? Right, right, right. That's what you should be doing. Not like this band's. This band is big. I don't care what they sound like. Let's be like this. Yeah, I honestly, I, I'm mad. I've I have a tough time believing that a lot of kids can remove themselves from that idea of like, hey, w- we should concentrate on sounding like this because this band is huge or whatever. It's like I'm sure that that if they've never been raised with an or raised if they've never been exposed to the idea that you know getting together with friends and just playing music just you know for shits and giggles is like something that you do rather than like. Oh, like I I go to Warp Tour and I see that these you know people are making a living out of it and I want to do that. It's like I don't know. I just find it I find it strange that it, some kids may never be even exposed to that idea. You know? Yeah, I think I think it's just uh, immaturity of being younger. You know? Like sure. we're we're all older dudes. Like you know we range. I mean not like super old, but we range from like uh, you know twenty three to I'm going to be twenty eight in yeah. November. So you know like we're not a band that's like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen year olds. You know? Right. So. Like, if if I didn't even join a band until I was, in t- until I was 21. Yeah. I wasn't in a dying dream until 21. And so I feel like my background of, like, you know, going to shows, like, I kind of had an, an idea of 
how it worked, I guess. Sure, sure. You know, not to just be like it gave you perspective. Exactly, not to just be like, oh, let's sound like this is this is cool. Let's let's start a band like this, you know. Sure. So let's ble- Let's be bleeding through version three point Exactly. You know what I mean? Sure. We're only at three point Oh, I actually we're probably at like six point yeah, or something. A million things we off. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> exactly. Brandon, Shout it out to the originator. Brandon, what's up? <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited. On the way here, I was like, wow, I don't know much about anything. And I'm not very interesting. This this is probably going to suck. No. But uh, you, did you, guys brought, you guys brought out the best in me. So. Uh, <laughs> we try to bring out the best in all of our guests. Exactly. <laughs> but thank you for... Yeah, I just have a question just because you guys were talking about it. And I thought I read it somewhere, but I don't remember. You're going on tour soon? Yes. With who? Um, I, <clears throat> we have a couple of tours coming up. Uh, we're we're doing a recording a new record in Florida right now, and then once that uh, we're done, right, yeah. On Skype. Are we <laughs> <laughs> right right now? Is in the well, immediate future. Well, no, right now the whole band is there. I'm flying there soon. Oh, oh, I fly not, there Saturday. Okay, yeah. there you go. Wow. They're doing like pre-production. They're like sure. you know putting the songs together. Boring shit. Yeah, shit that I don't have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perk of being a singer. It's like yeah, of course. You kind of and you get sounds all, great, guys. And you get all the ladies, right? Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah, all the ladies, man. Of course, beating down my door. <laughs> I actually tweeted about being here. I think they're waiting outside for me. Oh, so. nice, nice. Yeah, good. You give me up the address. That's perfect. <laughs> That's what Joey wants. But yeah, after that, we're going on tour uh, in Europe with uh, a day to remember. August Burns Red and a band called Living with Lions from Canada. And that's going to be insanely big. Yeah. Uh, we're very stoked on that. And then we come back and do um, the As I Lay Dying 10-year like, anniversary tour. tour. Okay. That's yeah. As I Lay Dying, Of Mice and Men, Us, I Wrestled a Bear Once, mm-hmm. and a band called Silosis. Yeah, they're from the UK, like a yep. metal band. And then, you know, we have some some other plans coming up in the in in next year, but that's... T- year. TBA. Yeah, it's nothing cool. that we can announce yet, so... Do you guys, and then you guys are trying to have your record out like early next year? It's going to be coming out either springtime or early summer. Sure, sure. Sweet. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Thanks for your continued support. It means a ton to us. 